This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Joe Valley of Exitpreneur.io. Joe is a serial entrepreneur, exitpreneur, M&A advisor, podcaster, and partner at Quiet Light Brokerage, one of the top online business brokerage advisory firms in the world. His book, The Exitpreneur's Playbook, How to Sell Your Business on Your Online Business for Top Dollar, shares real-life stories of both successful and failed exits and teaches you how to reverse engineer a pathway to your own incredible exit. Joe, thanks so much for joining us. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. So you've got such an incredible journey and background and resume and bio. How did you get started? I quit my last job before I got fired. And Congratulations I just... on that. <laughs> yeah, no, I had to. Um, I, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I, I mean, I, I did it since I was a little kid and uh, uh, really did it in college, started business in college. Uh, but in my grown-up life, I became a full-fledged entrepreneur at uh, age 29 and 1997. And it was truly one of those situations. Uh, I gave my resignation before they fired me. I was promoted to my level of incompetence. And as an entrepreneur, you generally speak up when you're not happy about things. It doesn't go very well in uh, corporate entities. Um, and so uh, I launched a company in 1997, um, did 10 times the revenue that I hoped to do in 1998, and I've never looked back. Of course, I've had lots of failures, uh, as, as I've said on many podcasts like this, uh, an entrepreneur's uh, journey uh, does not include the excitement about carry forward losses on your tax returns. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, obviously the longer version of the story is in the book and we'll make sure we give everyone where to go to go get it. How did you get into the online business brokerage space? Well, I sold my last e-commerce business in 2010. And I woke up one day and decided to sell my business. I didn't give it any thought, didn't plan it out. I just woke up and decided. And I reached out to the only three online business brokerage firms that were available back then. And two of them 
um, tried to reach through the phone to get their hooks into me a for a commission. Didn't want to help me at all. The third gave me advice. Uh, we had a couple of phone calls. He digested my P&Ls and he recommended I wait six months because I'd make a whole lot more money because trends were coming back up after the Great Recession. I loved it. Uh, it was a company called Quiet Light Brokerage. I waited six months, sold my business through them, took a year off, joined the team of two. I was number three. It was uh, Mark Douse, the original founder, Jason Yellowitz, who was my advisor. And I joined and then shortly Amanda. And we were doing about $125,000 on average uh, transaction-wise. Um, and in 2021, we now have 15 full-time entrepreneurs turned advisors and uh, closed just under 250 million in transactions. So I, I got into it through the same method that everybody did on the team. We've all built, bought, sold their own online businesses, and then we became advisors. Congratulations. That's an incredible journey. What are some of the biggest mistakes entrepreneurs make when selling an online business? Well, you just wake up and decide to sell like I did. Totally screw it up. Um, fortunately, I got advice to, to hold off. Uh, that first business that I launched in 1997 was an agency that was doing incredibly well, uh, seven figures in profit on an annual basis. It never occurred to me that I could sell it. It was mostly me and my reputation, but I had a full support staff. I could have sold it. I just didn't connect the dots and think that way. My, my dream was to be an entrepreneur, not an exopreneur, not not realizing that as an entrepreneur, at least 50% of all the money you ever make from your business comes the day that you sell it. So I think it's really important to uh, understand that aspect of it, prepare for it, learn about it, and make sure you maximize your exit when the time is right. Absolutely. So other than just waking up one day and deciding to sell and not having a plan, what then are some of the most common mistakes you see? Uh, they don't focus on the four pillars that buyers look at all the time. We've developed this into a system. There's six levels to each pillar. Um, we didn't develop them though. We just put them together. Buyers have talked about it over the last 15 years. Uh, they are uh, constantly looking at risk, growth, transferability, and documentation. You've got to firm up all of those in your business. You've got to push the right levers, pull the right levers to make sure that your business is going to fall at the higher level of your valuation range and make sure you get the best deal structure. But ultimately, the first thing that someone should do, Seth, is set a goal, right? Uh, too many people just sort of wander through life without goals. It's proven if you have goals, you're going to be more successful. It's proven if you have goals and revisit them weekly and have somebody be an accountability partner, your success rate is going to go through the roof. So set a goal with how much you want to exit the business for, when you're going to exit, and how you want to feel when you exit, because that's going to drive you emotionally to get there. So I will sell my business for $5 million in Q3 of 2024. That's a perfect goal. And then you have to reverse engineer a path to that. The way to do that is to figure out where you are today. How much is your business worth today, right? If you're going uh, on a big trip uh, from Davidson, North Carolina, where I live to Boise, Idaho, and I just get in the car and go, I can kind of get there, right? North, west, I'll get there. But if I put in Google Maps that I want to get there and Google can't figure out where I am, it's going to be a long, windy road. Same thing. If, if you reverse engineer exactly where you are today with the value of your business, you know how long it's going to take to get there. You're going to know what levers you can push or pull to get you there faster and make sure you have the best uh, uh, transaction when you sell. And then you talk about how you want to feel when you get there. There would obviously be a huge range of conflicting and contradictory emotions when that transaction occurs, even if it's exactly what you think you wanted. Talk a little bit about the 
let's say, post-successful exit survival strategies? Well, the most important thing you've got to do is take some time off, right? I've worked with people that have become friends over the years and sold their business for eight figures, and then they got right at it with another business, and they regret it to this day. And they can't wait for that, that next exit to occur so they can take some time off. It's exactly what I did in 2011. It took more or less a year off. Um, and it allowed me to think about what my own strengths and weaknesses were. I looked back over the last decade and what I was really good at and what I was weak at and focused in on those things that I really enjoyed and what made my previous business successful and found that same opportunity inside a quiet light. You've got to look at your life, figure out what you're really good at, make sure you don't promote yourself to your own level of incompetence and, and don't be the typical entrepreneur that does too many things at once. Um, focus my approach. There's a lot of people that can do many, many things. Mine is always just try to focus on one thing and do it really well. What you've seen both sides, you've seen the successful exit, you've seen the failed exits. What have been some of the biggest lessons you've taken away from the exit? What is your definition of a failed exit? And what have been some of the biggest things you've taken away from watching that happen? Well, the, the, the most common reason for the failed exit is they never get out of the starting gate. They, they reach out to an advisor and they say, hey, I, I want to exit. I want to know how much my business is worth. And they don't have proper accounting. They don't use QuickBooks or Xero. And it's, it's sounds shocking perhaps, but it's, it's true. They bootstrap these businesses and they think that they can do the accounting on their own. Uh, entrepreneurs are not bookkeepers. They shouldn't hire their, C, hire their CPA for this work, but it's, it's mostly um, the, the numbers. They cannot pull a proper PL with a monthly view going back to inception so that the advisor can then do a proper ad back schedule and figure out what the true seller's discretionary earnings is, because that's the number that is applied to the multiple, which turns into the value of the business. Most people, biggest failure, don't have any numbers that are viewable, accessible, uh, clear, clean, uh, and, and they don't get out of the starting block. That makes a lot of sense. What inspired you to write the book? You know, I'd been uh, answering the same questions over and over and over. That and I just over asked again. you. <laughs> no, not that question. The same questions from, you know, the 8,000 entrepreneurs that I've talked to one-on-one -on -one over the last decade. And, you know, the information's really important, but it, it wasn't all in one place. And so, and, and, and when I talk to them, they can't really absorb it all. And so it was like drinking through a fire hose. So I just figured, let's get it all in one place, not online, but someplace that they can hold in their hand or on their digital device so that they can highlight it and go back for it and make it a resource that they go back to. Because I, I've talked to 8,000 people. I've sold about 200 businesses, right? 100 million in transactions personally, another half a billion through the team. Um, think about all the people that are entrepreneurs out there that want to exit their business someday that I haven't talked to, that I haven't reached or multiplying me times 50. There's still so many out there that are not getting the information or getting misinformation because it's water cooler talk, so to speak. Uh, it, now it's all there as a resource that will help them with all aspects of it. And then tell our audience about your podcast. Uh, the Quiet Light Podcast, very creative name, right? The company's called Quiet Light, uh, Quiet Light Brokerage, we're an M&A firm. And we came up with this really creative name, Quiet Light Podcast. Um, it is really, um, if I'm being thoroughly honest with you about podcasting, as you probably know, it's the best networking tool possible. So anybody out there that wants to make friends and connect with people in their industry, start a podcast. The, it's important 
to have a good podcast and to have good guests on that are really going to share helpful information. But the podcast itself is um, geared towards ours is towards the e-commerce world, the online world, SaaS content, e-commerce, um, and having great guests that are really influencers in that uh, industry. It's the Quiet Light podcast. You can find it online anywhere. Awesome. And I agree 100% with your philosophy of podcasting. It's why I started one and we now produce about 64 a week. Let's, uh, one other thing you mentioned, we, we've talked about exiting and the exitpreneur. So let me ask you this on the flip side, do you guys work on the buy side at all? We're not buy side brokers. No, we're contractually obligated to the sell side. But our philosophy is that if we can't help uh, the buyers, we're not doing our job well. Most, most buyers in this industry, I'd say 70% based upon the numbers last year, are individual buyers. I know that because 30% of our transactions were sold to aggregators. These are these folks that are rolling up FBA businesses and 70% were sold to individuals or in some cases, a few private equity firms. They don't have representation. So we need to help them as much as possible. And the, it helps us too. And it helps our clients. The more helpful we are making sure that they get the right information, the better off it is. But a simple answer at Quiet Light, we're not advisors that help that are, are contracted to the buy side. The book though, it's the playbook for the seller. So just like, uh, you know, on an F NFL team, if you can get the other team's playbook, that's going to help you a great deal. So I think acquisition entrepreneurs should pick up a book that's going to help them understand the other side as much as possible. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. With all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? My biggest challenge is, is to make sure that I don't promote myself to my own level of incompetence at this time, right? We, we doubled in size uh, in total transactions from 20 to 21. We've grown 55% year over year on average for the last four years. We have 15 advisors and another 15 support staff. I'm not a great manager of people. So I need to make sure that other people are managing them and I'm doing what I would like to do, which is this and helping people understand the value of their business. My biggest challenge is, is the same thing, you know, that I say all along, I, I need to stay true to who I am and make sure I don't promote myself to my own level of incompetence. Amen to that. For your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Uh, the, 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 the way that we can change lives, right? Uh, I have lifelong friends now that were clients that I've changed their lives dramatically because of the work that they did, but because I helped them get over the finish line. There's a guy named Ramon out there, single father, immigrant to this country, literally is the guy that had to sleep in the airport with his son because he couldn't afford the hotel when the flights were canceled. Um, first business that he bought was $7,000. He turned around and sold it for 20. He bought it on Flippa, sold it on Flippa, realized that he could do that, bought another one for 25, sold it for 200, bought another one. I ended up selling it for just under $9 million. He and I are lifelong friends now. He's in the book. We talk about, we promote each other, we help each other. And that's just one of a hundred examples. It's, it's just, um, it's a strange thing, right? Uh, I think about Quiet Light, I think about myself as an educator, first and foremost, M&A advisor, second. The more people that we can help, and this comes with maturity as an entrepreneur, the more people we can help and better their lives, the better ours become. Our business continues to grow because we're focused on helping others. And that's kind of the best part about the job is that we do get to make a really positive impact on people's lives. That is beautiful. For our folks watching and listening, make sure you go check out exitpreneur.io get a copy of the Expertpreneur's Playbook. Joe, anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? 
Yeah, well, let's throw in exitpreneur.io forward slash sharkpreneur. And uh, anybody listening can get a free digital copy of the book. You can read it on your Kindle or Nook or whatever device you want. Of course, we're available on Amazon. Or you can go to exitpreneur.io and get the book as well. Um, any other advice I'd give to folks is just, look, the business that you're operating is very likely your most valuable asset. Um, don't do what I did. Don't do what I've seen so many people do and, and not treat it like that. Definitely know what it's worth and set goals. You can always, if you get to that goal in 2024 and it's worth 5 million and you're loving what you do, move the goalpost, but definitely figure out what it's worth and what makes it more valuable and less valuable so you don't make any mistakes. Awesome advice. Great interview. Joe Valley of exitpreneur.io slash sharkpreneur. Go get your copy of the book now. Joe, thanks so much for joining us. You bet. Thanks, Seth. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We'll see you or talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>